The Production Expert Podcast is brought to you with the kind support of Autoria, Source Elements, and RSPE Audio Solutions. Welcome to the Production Expert Podcast. I'm Julian Rogers, and in this week's edition, I'm joined by Robbie Dwyer and Luke Goddard. We're going to be talking about the new product releases of August 2022. We should dive straight in, I think. See no reason not to. Uh, let's get straight in there with uh, Lindle Audio um, released a hardware product. They released the Lin 76 vintage limiting amplifier. And um, yeah, uh, I saw this. Um, I know what my takeaway is from it, but uh, we should go to one of you first. I'll go to, go to you first, Robbie. Um, did you see this? What did you think? I have seen it. And it's in terms of, I think it's one of those, again, another company bringing out Another classic. It's another one to add to the plethora of other 1176s. But in terms of price point, it actually appears quite attractive. It's sort of in that, was it 500 quid? I'm not even sure it was quite as much as that. I'm just in the story now because I don't carry these things in my head. 399 USD, uh, 499 euro. So that'll be basically, for, yeah, about 500, 500 quid. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say, give it, give it a couple of weeks, and it'll end up in about five grand at the rate of inflation. Yeah. And everything. But anyway, um, no, I think in terms of as a price point and as an entry level to to do that, I think it's it's an interesting thing. I mean, they're obviously boasting about the fact that they've got American transformers and bits and pieces, but it's an eleven seventy six at the end of the day. It doesn't. They haven't reinvented the wheel with it, have they? Um, but they wouldn't make it if there wasn't a demand. That's my take on it. Ever like kind of like everybody wants them, and uh, and lots of people are making cheap ones. This is significantly cheap. I mean, I, d I don't know off the top of my head how much the warm one was, but that was the first one I noticed. Of course, you've got the uh, um, the the big B, who who also make extremely cheap hardware. Um, yeah, it's Clark. They do it through the Clark Technic, isn't it? And I think that's about two hundred and fifty quid. So. Mm -hmm. As a price point, I think, you know, is, is anyone looking to get into maybe a bit of outboard gear? It's a, a nice sort of entry point. Um, again, it's, it's 11.76 really, though, isn't it? What can you say? Luke, what do you think? Well, I mean, yeah, just going back to what Robbie said about, okay, it's it's an 11.76 clone. We're not short of them. Um, but, you know, from a company like Lindell, you know, they're well regarded. They make, uh, you know, a lot of... Really decent 500 series stuff. So I, I, I see. Really I'm got... unclear as to whether or not they still do that. I tried to find yeah, it the other day. I'm not saying yeah. they don't, but I didn't see it. I mean, they do the plugins, and they certainly used to do some some nice. They remember sort of it was like kind of like a brushed sort of anodized. It was kind of brownish, wasn't it? 500 series stuff, and they did like a FET compressor, and they did a Pultecki type EQ, and it was it was good gear. Sorry, yeah. I interrupted. Anyway, yeah, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, that, that, so from them, I, I'm taking notice, you know, because there's, if you go for the quality clones, you know, the sub kind of, you know, thousand pound boxes in the 1176 flavor, then, you know, there, are, there actually aren't as many as, as, as we think, you know, it's not a wash just yet as a market. So I'd be, I'd be interested in hearing it. And ultimately, the difference between one of these and an original unit, are we going to be able to hear the difference in a mix? I'm not sure that we would. I need to correct my earlier statement. They do still make their 500 series gear. Yeah, so, I know. So scrub that. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's it, but it, yeah, that's been around for a long time, and uh, and I'm I'm looking to see. I'm not totally sure that they've done anything particularly since on the hardware. 
It's all been 500. So uh, to, my, to my knowledge, this is the first non-500 thing they've done. I'm just quickly looking around and everything seems to be 500. Mm. We should talk uh, hits or misses, really. So, uh, Robbie, what do you think? Hit or a miss? I think in terms of price point, I think it could be a hit if uh, if that's what people are looking for. I mean, you compare it to the UA version in price point, you know, it's uh, one-fifth of that. So... I think a UA one's about two and a half grand. So as a starting point, if, you, if you're looking for an 1176, maybe as a part of a vocal chain, I think it's a, it's something to seriously have a look at. Yeah, you'll certainly find a use for it somewhere. Luke, what about you? Hit or miss? I'm going to say hit simply because I have no reason to doubt the quality or the sound of this particular box. Excellent, excellent. I'm 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 going to go with a hit as well. I I I'm not going to get an uh, any kind of hardware 1176 right at the moment just because well probably ever actually just because i've got some hardware and it's not been plugged in for a really long time uh, apart from my preamp so yeah but um if you want to you can do it and you can do it really accessibly so yeah great if for no other reason that it's there and it's and it's probably pretty good um yeah i'm gonna go hit as well so that's lindel audio lin 76 next up antelope audio edge note this isn't the first modeling microphone that antelope have done but uh, this is an sdc which is interesting. Uh, Luke, talk to me about SDCs and then modelling them. Um, uh, you're, I know you're a bit of a fan, actually. Well, my take on the whole modelling thing, I really have not had a chance to try out any modelling LDCs. So once I have uh, a bit of LDC goodness under my belt, I'll definitely be interested in trying out something like this. Um, because like you say, it's their first foray into the... SDC modelled uh, paradigm mm. thing. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know. I was talking I, about I, you being a fan of uh, small diaphragm condenser mics rather than any kind of modelling to, to okay, clarify. Let, let's, but, uh. let, let's, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I use SDCs um, simply because the, the kind of work that I do, I need s- stuff that's small and unobtrusive and, you know, sometimes there's video and cameras involved. Um, and recording classical people as well they don't like to see anything that uses electricity so um Mm. you know small diaphragm mics are the way forward for me in that respect and you know their performance is you know absolutely fine um so a modeled sdc i'm interested okay uh robbie um uh, what's your take on this well i have a small confession okay i have the um the other brand that does modeling the there's, there's more I, than one. Oh, the slate one. Okay. I have, this, I have the little slate pencil mics, um, and actually, I don't even use the modelling on them, but they, they sound cracking anyway, okay. just for acoustics. And have you got the Have you got the slate LDC as well? No. Okay, so you've only got the SDC. That's interesting that you. you yeah, led so I got the, I, I got those. Um, God, when they came out, uh, that's a while ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, then they had the build quality. I'd be interested to see what the build quality on these would be like as well. And I don't know what the modelling capabilities are of the Antelope, but they too were an early proponent of that, weren't they? Like Slate. Doing yeah, I think it, Slate so. were the very first, but there yeah. wasn't a huge amount in it, to be honest. I no. mean, that's kind of like uh, there was a, a flurry of releases around a few years ago. And looking, I mean, I was going to say, looking as well, I mean, the on the Antelope side of things, they've got some really classic emulations that they, you know, purportedly sound like. Um, but anything, if it's anything like the, the little slate ones, um, they'll sound great without any. Hmm. All they're doing is basically applying an EQ, which can, can work sometimes, you know, in a recording hmm. situation. 
Um, and that I think, as I said, I had a quick look at the information there. I mean, it's 146 dB of headroom going on. Yeah, they can take a... Uh, right oh, to no, max SPL, 146. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is one of the things with small diaphragm condensers is um, the smaller the diaphragm, the louder it can go. So, I mm. mean, this is one of the reasons why measurement mics tend to have small diaphragms. Um, only one of the reasons, but it's one of them. Yeah, my my uh, another interesting point is um, I know that um, Antelope, they have a lot of models that they bundle with their um, large diaphragm mics, um, such as the Axino. Um I'd be interested to see how they port that all of those across into you know a small small diaphragm design. I, I don't know works. if they would. This is the point. Just because I mean the thing that um, uh, because you can get models of small diaphragm microphones and run them on a large diaphragm mic <laughs> modeling mic system. Yeah, uh, but. I mean, I I can't help thinking that there's going to be some kind of differences with exactly what happens in terms of pickup pattern and off-axis behaviour mm. and all these kinds of things. And I would imagine they're more easily dealt with by just kind of like having a similar microphone to the one that you're modelling. And I'm, I'm, I I would imagine <laughs> that that there's an element of that in here. Just because I mean, you know, with with a Townsend, for example, you can you can do microphones that aren't large diaphragm condensers. But I think that. Um, if you're looking for something that's that's as authentic as it can be, I think it's probably going to do a better job on a mic that's similar to the one that you're using to, for the capture. Yeah, and I, I would also add to that. I, I think for a lot of people, um, they'll they'll only have a small frame of reference for some of the models. So you know, these mics are just as useful for offering difference as much as anything mm. you know whether or not it sounds like the original is another question you know mm. most of us will not have a basis for comparison on all of the models that are included yeah, I, i'm looking at the uh at the models uh, available for for this one and the one that's really jumping out at me is that it offers a model of a d112 and i'm thinking actually i would feel completely fine about sticking a a, a small diaphragm condenser up into a kick drum I well, might be a little bit more concerned about a large diaphragm. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to kind of like tear the diaphragm or something, but it just kind of like, in terms of like, yeah, that's not going to be troubled by that. And I'd be interested to know about what the 4006 would be like, having known what they're like in terms of high quality. Oh, um, right, yeah. Yeah, mm. with DPA? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, there's that, a lot to say there. I mean, I'd, I'd, we, should, we probably shouldn't go, shouldn't uh, sp spend too long on this one. So let's do a quick hits and misses. I mean, uh, Robbie, I mean, you've, you've got skin in the game on this. What yeah, do you think? I, as I, say, I think it's. I think actually, again, it's one of those. It's a hit for those that are kind of recording at home and just want the different sounds of colorations, mm. but in a different way from using EQs, mm. using some sort of modelling. And you know, if if they do sound, and are they able to be used independently of the antelope stuff as well? Uh, the, the microphone, I'd imagine. So you can't use uh, it's it's a DSP thing. So I think you you can only access the modelling um, with the hardware. Luke, I mean, I, I'm I'm not an Antelope guy, but you've got some experience with Antelope hardware, Luke. Yeah, the um, so the modelling happens on the hardware itself, um, but you can also use their plugin bridge. So you can use effects in your DAW um, and it, it streams audio between your DAW and the DSP on the hardware. That's so you do still need the hardware then, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So that, that would be a deal breaker for me. If, mm -hmm. if, I, if I was to get one of those mics and then find out I have to buy 
the interface for me then it would be a miss I, well, I, I, I hope you'd, you'd you'd figure this out before you actually parted with any cash but i'm sure this well <laughs> sure it's, it's, apparent, it's not but, I was gonna yeah. say, it's not straight away apparent but if it came with the software that you could actually apply mm. the um yeah no i don't think there's a native version of this fact. of this stuff no I, I think i think the point of it is to have the have the hardware available for the low latency performance basically well, so, for, on that basis, I would go miss. Yes, it's not for you. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. Luke? Um, if it works well, I'd, I'd have to give it a hit. But I have, I must say, I have no experience of this particular system. So it's going to have to be a miss. Okay, all right. Um, I, I, just, I just like uh, mic modelling. Um, I, I do. I, I'm a fan. I've, got some, I've got some mics. Some of them are really nice. But I've also got a, a modelling mic, and uh, I've got no qualms about using it whatsoever. And uh, if you've got a few alternatives in there, I don't have any antelope gear and I don't think people are going to move into antelope hardware just to access this microphone. This is a thing that's aimed at users of antelope hardware. So, you know, if I was one of those, I'd consider it. I'm not. So, you know, I'm out on that. But I'm not going to give it a miss. Yeah, I think it looks like a good product. Moving on. Uh, what's next? Uh, oh, e-instruments, pure upright iOS piano. Okay. Uh, Robbie, you, you had a look at this. What do you think? I did. I didn't actually anything about it beforehand. Um, so I did check it out and had a quick look on their website. And I was really impressed by the sound of it and the uh, the quality because they've just done the upright. And I didn't know they'd done the grand piano. I mean, not being a piano player at all. Um, but I was really impressed in terms of sound. And again, they've got it with the app that you can either do it. It's almost like, again, it's similar to Logic's uh, drummer program where you can move the little orb around and you can do that very easily while playing and move it to change the sound um and it was very kind of quick and intuitive to get something up but should you wish to you could dive in deeper and get into sort of more of the effects and the eq and things and hmm. considering it's running off a an ios device i mean the the thing i saw was running off a phone but it can run off an ipad i think that's it's brilliant okay yeah. uh, luke thoughts it looks fantastic. Um, the only barrier um, for anything like this being playable is obviously the latency. Um, you know, if it's quick off the mark, then I'm interested. Um, I'm no virtuoso, but um, I do need to do it at the time that I'm doing it as well. And so for that reason, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested. It, it looks like it's iOS only. I'm just having a quick... Um, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is what they're doing. Uh, certainly the, the, what we're talking about here is, is the iOS... Uh, iOS product, and uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure that there is an alternative actually, but uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to jump in on this just because I've used the grand piano version of this just because um, when I but when I was first I needed an emergency keys rig for live playing and and I didn't have anything suitable and for a little while as a stopgap I was using and considering going going longer term with uh, uh, a MIDI controller and you know something else and I, I, I played I played a couple of gigs with main stage didn't like having a laptop there at all really it just struck me as sort of sitting there with a with a loaded gun on the table that's pointing at me you know <laughs> but uh i did get a little ik um ios midi adapter box thing and and run uh ran pianos and some other sounds off an ipad and i tell you what it's fine it's absolutely fine um it's not as convenient as having dedicated hardware for that kind of thing, and I ended up buying buying a little Nord, which I'm totally happy with, apart from it doesn't do bloody portamento on. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, so, uh, but I can really I can really say that the grand piano version of this uh, works well. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of using uprights. 
I really am. An upright has a great sound. I know you use uprights all the time, Luke. Yeah, you've got your kind of like default piano sound for your sort of like, you know, clangy, compressed, uh, uh, Beatlesy piano thing. And that, that yeah, sounds like pretty upright to piano, me. Yeah, 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 totally. And, um, yeah, there's 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 more to life than just big expensive grand pianos. Um, well, I, I like the character type thing with with an upright. Mm, that's you know. that's that's it. You know, there are plenty of pristine grand pianos. You know, out there, we we've, we've got access to those. It's only now that we're starting to hear pianos that you know sound a little bit more like the things that you know we see and hear and play. And we actually get situations. to play day to day, exactly, because exactly. most of us don't get to play grand pianos very often. And uh, yeah, as someone who's who who had who had pretty pretty unlimited access to a to a, a, a nice Steinway for kind of I don't know a couple of years, um, yeah, it's intoxicating. But you know, at the time you're going, this is this is not something that's that's every day. You know, we don't all get that. So, okay, um, hits or misses. We 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 shouldn't dwell on this for too long. Um, uh, Robbie, where are you with this? I think it's a hit. Actually, okay. excellent. Okay, Luke. A hit, absolutely. Okay, I'm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I mean, my only my only struggle with this is is who is it for? iOS, and it's not about the product. I think I think they'll have done a great job. If it's it, it will be just as good as the as the as the grand piano product that I have and I've used. Um, my only concern is is just kind of like. Um, I've got it. I had a need for it, and I found that actually I didn't want to stay with that solution, and I moved away from it. Um, and I'm just, I'm just wondering, who uses iOS instruments? And that's, that's still my struggle. I'd, for me, it was just a way to avoid spending money to buy a proper keyboard. I, I yeah, say, I mean, I've got, I've got a young lad. I could actually see myself buying that and actually refuse to learn the piano. That's where I think they probably missed the trick about how they've marketed it. Mm. But I think that's a really good kind of it's a really good entry for as you know for people wanting to learn or that is a great idea actually yeah and I mean it's 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 cheaper and more flexible to get a to get a MIDI controller uh, and just run the sounds off something than it is to because loads of people are buying like cheap lightweight and in my experience pretty nasty digital pianos and it's the yeah. sound that comes from it is is quite authentic and I think that's mm. that's half the battle when you when you're playing if you're playing a cheap and learning yeah yeah um I, it's, a, yeah. it's a very good point and one that i hadn't thought of okay i'm changing that so in that case i was veering on miss but now i'm going to go hit actually because that's exactly somebody who who would be more more useful to than it than that way of working was to me that wasn't about a product it was about a, a, a method excellent Achoria has a wide selection of software effects, including three compressors, three filters, three preamps, and three delays you'll actually use. The latest release, three delays you'll actually use, includes Delay Tape 201, Delay Memory Brigade, and the unique and experimental Delay Eternity. A bundle of selected effects, called the AudioFuse Creative Suite, is included with all AudioFuse audio interfaces. Visit Achoria.com to find out more on the effects you'll actually use. All right, so where should we go next? Uh, next, oh right, okay. Um, Luke, you should tell us about this because you use this. T Rex released the Joe Ciccarelli vocal strip, and it was know, potentially confusing, but uh, but I think it did an, a nice job of kind of like uh, explaining why there were just so many compressors. Um, <laughs> very very quickly, gist it to us. Yeah, so the vocal strip, it's actually quite easy to get your head around once it's in front of you, and it really is. The input is split between three compressors, three different flavors, uh, based on three different real 
models and then those are just summed downstream into a comp uh, into some eq that is switchable um in front of the compression if you want it as well and then you've got some built-in effects with really simple a and b options uh, so yeah uh, in general it's it's a great way to get to his sound and it also gives you an insight into his way of working as well which is you know we're, we're always trying to look over somebody else's shoulder aren't we hmm Okay, excellent. And uh, I mean, what what I've referred to as as double bagging compression, although people snigger, so I'm I'm sure that must mean something else. But let's not dwell <laughs> it. On. Um, uh, Robbie, uh, what 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 do you think? This I mean that this specifically, and also just kind of like having a, like a vocal strip plugin rather than um, rather than doing it all with you know discrete plugins. What do you yeah, think? I think it's just it's just a streamlined processing, isn't it? In terms of having those three parallel compressors, mm -hmm. um, what are they based on? I haven't actually looked uh, at it any. I think yeah, you've got a Teletronics and you've got an 1176. I can't quite remember what the third one is. Right. Okay, so it's just that. And then by looks at it, you've got some basic kind of tone control and then a couple of different is it a rev the reverb and an echo or something. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's again, it's one of those streamlining things that um, they like to bundle up to get, as you say, get what Joe does in a simplified thing, you know, without going under the hood. Can you, can you go under the hood in this or is it just literally that's what it is? What you see is what you get. Right. Um, yeah. Again, it's, I'm not a big fan of a lot of these uh, types of plugins, um, but it gives you, I guess it gives you that kind of sound of what, you know, if you're chasing that, um, the only thing I did like the, in terms of listening to a quick demo of it, I did like the sound of sort of the echo and the reverb, that yeah. kind of vintage thing. Okay, well that is good because that's the that's the bit to be honest that I'd have the lowest expectations on, to be honest. So, uh, okay, I had to look it up because I had a feeling that um, that uh, one of the compressors was a Fairchild, and yes, it is. So it's uh, it's not um, uh, it's an eleven seventy six, a Fairchild, and uh, it's uh, the it's heavy an one is is a is a UA one seven six and a TubeTech CL one B. So there isn't a um, a uh, an LA-2A as such. But it's that whole idea I'm about really fast and I'm really surprised slow. at that. Yeah, yeah, it's a slightly different thing, but I suppose they're just going with, with, with what Joe uses. And uh, I have to say, I mean, I was, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his stuff, basically, because the thing that, the thing that jumped out at me when, when I first became aware of, of Joe Ciccarelli was um, uh, he worked on, uh, on a lot of that like old Zappa stuff stuff like Joe's Garage and things like that. And I think those records sound fantastic. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. So that, listen to this man. He knows what he's talking about. Um, okay. I mean, uh, do we have anything else to say about this? I mean, I, I get it. And it's 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 deliberately limited set of choices with a particular goal in mind, which can be a good thing, actually, just because, you know what I mean, uh, uh, option paralysis is, is a real thing. Um, uh, Robbie, what, what are you going to say? Hit or miss? I think if you like that type of plugin where you've got a whole bunch of tools in one go, then you're going to love it. Uh, but it's not for me. All right, fair enough. Luke? <laughs> um, basically, if you're going to put all your eggs in one basket, it's a good one to choose. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that sounds like a hit. I'm, I mean, I'm going to go miss, actually, just because um, I don't... I, I'm, I'm not a fan of these bundled-together 
types of plugins just because I'm I, it takes away my 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 nerdiness my inner nerd shouts and protests at these things and goes no 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 I want to I want to fiddle endlessly and never get any work done uh, and uh, this is why I'm you know things like uh, I don't know the the waves artist series like the CLA stuff and the, you know uh, JJP stuff and all of that it's I mean, it sounds really good but that just makes it worse because it's like no no don't take that away from me and be get better results than me as well that's just not fair so yeah. I I am with you on that. I am with you. I'm on being tongue in cheek about wanna... that stuff, but you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, I want to. I do want to work for my sounds. There, yeah. there is that, and yeah. I want to. Yeah, I, I want to know what's happening, basically. And I think what we're saying here is that it 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 achieves what it's set out to do. So in in those terms, it's a hit. Do I want it? No, absolutely. It's 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 the opposite of what I want. But you know, that's more about me than it is about the product. Right. We've we've got to talk about this one just because uh, it's um it's, it's not actually out yet, but um it's it's the Pro Tools ARA integration with Melodyne. I I spoke to it. I referred to it very briefly on the last podcast I did. Uh, but um yeah, it's people have been waiting for this one a little while. So you know, it would be uh, it wouldn't be right to uh, to not mention it on on this roundup of the month. So. Uh, uh, I don't know, um, uh, Robbie. We should go to you, Robbie. What's that? I think just about it's about time, isn't it? I think as you say, <laughs> it's the one that everyone's been kind of crying out for. You know, when everybody else does it, why can't Pro Tools? But you know, at least having to get you know got it together. And I mean, there used to be a really sort of clunky way of doing it, wasn't it, to trick it into trying doing it? But, well, it's, it wasn't tricking, um, but no, it was it was it was getting around the limitations of plugins by you had to do like a, a, an assisted export and re-import mm. round tripping, yeah. Um, but now the fact that it's in integrated, I guess that means as well. Then the other one, because they're now going to bring in ARA, well, that will mean that the um, Synchro Arts stuff. It will do, but it's not. It doesn't follow automatically. What it is is that um, uh, they've done a lot of work on ARA integration. ARA integrations are software specific, so you integrate a specific title with a specific host, but. Because they've done it for one, um, as I understand it, it's going to be it's going to be you know comparatively much easier to to do it for others as well. Say, which, it, which it would, should it follow would mean, in time. In, yeah, in theory. I mean, the others Vocaline should then. Uh, yeah, but when this when this release happens, soon. don't fire up Vocaline and expect it to work because it won't no. work until that work is done. But yeah, it's got to be clear about that because this is <laughs> uh, this is one this is one of those things that uh, yeah yeah um, people particularly Pro Tools people who haven't been using IRA don't necessarily know the detail of how it works. I say yes. Um, okay. Well, I mean, that's that's a, a short and sweet. If it is about time, <laughs> um, Luke, do you want to do you want to say anything? I can't really add anything other than if it anything that that um, reduces round trips uh, between applications, it's got to be welcome, hasn't it? And you know, uh, Avid usually catches up in the end. So there you go. I, I, I mean, I'm going to kind of say what you just said, but but possibly a little nicer <laughs> in that uh, um, what I think about these things is, I mean, yes, it's it's true that Avid don't always um, don't always get the new features uh, at the same speed as as other DAWs, and some people might accuse them of being slow off the mark on things, and that's fair enough. But what I would say is, like these things, when they when they land, I I I am of the opinion that Avid tend to do a, a thorough job. They tend to do it well. So I mean, I, I remember thinking things like this about um, 
uh, about Clipgain. I love the way that, that worked. I mean, that was like, it's astonishing to me that Clipgain happened. If you look at when Clipgain first came to Pro Tools and you think, really? We would get in by without it? Because these things, all of a sudden, they take over your your working world and, and you can't imagine life without them. And that's exactly what this is going to be like when it lands. I've seen it in use and it, it's, it's, it's just, it's neat. It's great. It's like, if you understand using, uh, using, Elastic audio and uh, MIDI real-time properties. You'll be totally comfortable with this stuff doing it clip-based or track-based, and and yeah, there's loads and loads of things that you can do. If you've got a higher version of it, you you get a bundled um, version of uh, Melodyne with a uh, with a subscription or support plan. But uh, if you've got uh, like an all singing, all dancing version of Melodyne, that's going to work, and you'll get all of that stuff and that DNA polyphonic stuff. You can access that if you've got the product that supports it, and it's uh, yeah. Having seen it in work is great. They've tweaked the UI as well, and they've got the new tabbed area at the bottom where you used to have just the tab MIDI editor that I never, ever used. <laughs> but, uh, okay. but now that's where they're moving various things. So clip effects have gone down there. The new Melodyne editor is going to be down there. And in time, I'm sure they'll add other editors as well. So that bottom section of the edit window is going to be much more interesting than it used to be. But I said we shouldn't say much about that, and I've just did a verbal dump about it. But, uh, yeah, it was a thing that I was thinking about quite a bit. So um, hits and misses, we, we do it for all of them. So what about this? Uh, Luke? It has to be a hit. And, you know, okay, I haven't used it yet, but it's the feature that everyone's been waiting for. And, yeah, Pro Tools catches up. It's a hit. Okay, fair enough. Robbie? Yeah, agreed. It's going to be a hit. It's just going to open the floodgates for the next load of stuff that does it. It know, is, so. it is. I'm, I'm a hit as well, unsurprisingly. The thing about it is just that, I mean, you know, if we're being really honest about it, um, uh, while we'd all like to think that we're all fastidious and incredibly hardworking, you know, we do get those moments where we go, oh, I should, oh, God, never mind, it'll do. And the easier something is to fix, the more likely you are to fix it. So if something needs doing and it's just click, fix, done, rather than round-tripping something out to Melodyne and bringing it back and da-da-da-da-da, then, you know, um, it means... Andrew Shep's made this point about... It kind of He didn't quite use the phrase, uh, my shoulders drop when, but that's pretty much where he was driving it. It's kind of like they're different operations. I've got to do the prep and do the Melodyning and then I can get on to doing the mixing, which is what I actually want to do. And the two are now just mixed up and seamless jumping between each other. And it just makes the whole thing easy, you know? So, uh, okay, it's, it's hit from me as well. I probably didn't need to say that. The Production Expert Podcast is made possible using Source Connect Now from Source Elements, the free way to record high-quality audio over the internet. Need to record an interview or a podcast like this one remotely? With Source Connect Now, you can. Using a Chrome browser, you'll get ISDN-equivalent quality audio without the need to install any additional software. Register for your free account at now.source-elements.com. Uh, next up, um, Arturia. This is interesting. Luke, I, you looked at this, and uh, my expectations weren't all that high when you said, oh, I've, I've been looking at this new plugin. It's like a distortion saturation plugin. I was just kind of like, really? Another? Arturia Dist Cold Fire. Um, go on then. Yeah, so when this landed in my inbox, um, I was interested. Uh, it has two distortion engines uh, with loads of different models. I think you've got 10 different flavors of distortion in each engine and lots of comprehensive pre and post filtering. Basically, it does anything you want. And for me, I mean, I'm no power user, but, uh, you know, it, 
it doesn't leave you wanting for, for more. And it does sound good as well. That's the other thing. And you can get the two engines to interact in different orders and in different ways to get slightly more complex results. It's, it's decent. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Robbie? I've not used it, but I've done a quick look earlier to see what it's about. And it's, it's, it's a kind of evolution, a little bit of, I think, of the fab filter sort of thing, where, you've, as you say, you've got the two engines, so you could... Um, I guess you could set up. Has it got like a console sort of transformer one? Is that it right? It has, yeah. It's got it's got transformer and tape. So you could do, for example, like um, you know, transformer into tape, for example. Yeah. So you could do that on your kind of on your mix bus and things like that. I yeah, I think it's got a lot of possibilities and, and sonic characteristics you could probably dig in and mess around with for ages. And an Arturio are no mugs when it comes to uh, making plugins. They always make good quality. Uh, Sort of set, you know, with their synths, and they've they've come into that sort of effects market, haven't they as well? And they don't disappoint either. Excellent. I'm mean, a good point about fab fab filter because I mean it's um what's it called? It's Saturn, isn't it? Is the um and and that's amazing. I mean it is. It's it's amazing. It's brilliant. It does everything you could ever want and sounds really good. Um and it's it's. It's good to see other people snapping at the heels of something that's kind of like, you know, uh, owning a category, if you like, which I think if you're looking for a kind of like a super, super, super flexible thing, you know, I mean, you used to have things like uh, Isotope Trash, for example. I haven't I haven't really been anywhere near that for a, for a long time, but, you know, it was that was the first thing I used that was kind of like a like an uber distortion, if you know what I mean, rather than just kind of, uh, you know, trying to do one thing really well. It was trying to do absolutely everything well. Um and yeah, I mean, this. I, like I say, I, I was, I didn't expect much going in, and I saw what you did with it, Luke, and I was, yeah, I was impressed. I thought, yeah, that's actually loads better than I was expecting. So I'm, I'll just jump straight. Yeah, hit from me. What, what do you guys think, Luke? It's a hit. All right, Robbie. Yep. Hit oh as well. well, there we go. Um, all right. So uh, I wanted to talk about this one. Ik. Um, Ik Multimedia. They make all sorts of things, um, but they've made the iLouds. Now, Robbie, I understand you've got a pair of the the little iLouds. I've got the little ones, the little micros, and I love them. I think for this for sort of size, yeah. everyone does, don't they? They're yeah, incredible. Yeah. They're you know they're good fun to listen to, but they're also good for kind of working on. And the fact that I have done as well is just stick them in a bag and with a laptop and stuff, and you've got a little portable rig that's reliable, and the bottom end that comes out of them is impressive. Yeah, For, yeah, for yeah. something of its size. I totally. think they three-inch driver or something, if, if that. Um, and so, yeah. and they, they all struck me as kind of like being um, like a grown-up, more capable... Um, sort of uh, 90s, early 2000s computer speaker. Remember you had those? Sort of, and basically yeah. that, but actually sounding good. But that's not really fair yeah. because well, they, they're quite serious. I mean, are you serious advisedly? Because they are what they are. You know, they're not pretending to be, you know, to be a pair of ATCs. But um, it's like, yeah. Um, I mean, everyone I've spoken to about they're, they're, them I mean, just thinks not, they're great. <laughs> I mean, they're not cheap for their size. Don't get me wrong, they're not cheap, but they do sound great. And what kind of got me interested was um, Warren Hewitt had a little pair of Genelex that he used at his editing station, and he then reviewed these, and he said, I'm really impressed by these. I, you know, these are much more fun to listen to for doing this kind of work. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what kind of really piqued my interest about it. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know, I've not been disappointed, and I spend a lot of, lot of time on them. Yeah, I suppose um, it's a bit like yeah, the. Um, I used to have a pair of the little Genelec eighty twenties, which are like you know they're sort of like really nice desktop speakers, but they're kind of like 
you know, um, borderline not quite proper monitors, if you sort of mean, but they're very much proper monitors for what they are. I'm contradicting myself, I know. But yeah, as a replacement for those, definitely, I can see that. Um, uh, so, and they do Bluetooth. <laughs> well, they're not what we're talking about here. Do... Um, uh, because, um, no, but... fa- fair enough, absolutely. Um, but the, they've brought out some precision monitors, which are much more traditional monitors in sort of like more conventional cabinets and uh, there's a bigger range and they're bigger and they're, and they're more money and all the rest of it. But um, it's building on that success and that reputation they got from that kind of quite original... Uh, at the time, product. Um, uh, have you checked out these new ones, Robbie? I had a quick look and at these and the sort of range they brought out. They've got some that are similar to the Focal, where they've got the two sort of mid woofer and a tweeter. Um, I think mm. you know, they're about. I think it's about two grand for the pair. I think so. It's similar to that. But the other thing I thought was interesting is that they've got their IK do the. Is it Arc? Yeah. So the, the, the arc is, so each speaker, I think, comes with a, a microphone. So you can calibrate. And I think the calibration goes, is it go, does it actually go onto the speaker? Um, is it held there? I, 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 yeah, I, I thought that it, I definitely thought it was, uh, it was hosted in hardware. Um, I should check that. But yes, that was my understanding. Uh, built-in acoustic calibration. Each speaker features built-in calibration. Uh, so that uh, that sounds like it's built into me. Yeah. So that would take out the latency aspect, for, you know, using with a door. So um, if it's inbuilt, and I, I think I think you know I think it'll be a, a potentially a really great product. And the the claims of the speak, you know, in terms of frequency response as well is mm. is quite promising. Whether that actually is the case in reality. Don't know. Uh, one, one would hope so, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, and there's a range there. This is the thing. There's there's uh, there's quite a few from little two ways to bigger two ways to these like um, Dapolito, you know, kind of like. Uh, uh, well, they're not because it's a it's a it's a woofer and a and a, and a mid bass driver and a like the um, Focal Twins. They're the ones you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, in, I've in got a set ones. of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, Luke. What do you think? Well, yeah, just looking at these, um, I know I know so many people who love the little eye louds. So clearly IK have a decent team making good sounding boxes. Um, so if if they've managed to pull off a similar kind of trick, especially with the smaller boxes uh, in the new range, then I, I'm interested. And and the other thing is um, you get the, the measurement mic uh, that Robbie mentioned. So um, you've got that. And you also, I think you've, there's an optional remote as well, which gives you kind of pseudo monitor controller as well you know so that that combined with um hopefully a decent accurate sound yeah why not totally i mean my my take on it is that um i saw this and i just thought ah they're going after the immersive market as they should be because you know it's uh, there's a lot of speakers being being sold into that market as people are moving to uh, I mean specifically to Atmos but other things as well and yeah they've they've it's it's in there in the it's in there in the bump you know immersive ready there we are um, the uh, the network the networkable correction and setup because it's it's it is much more complicated setting up an immersive rig is fine the only thing that I haven't seen which I'm sure I could find if I went on the site is mounting options because this is the thing that's a bit bit of a sort of axe I've got to grind about this stuff is if you're going to sell speakers to people for immersive uh, immersive stuff then give them decent mounting options and make them flexible and make them fit the spaces they've got to go into because uh, yeah uh, but uh, yeah we should probably go around uh, go around with the hits and misses on this uh, uh, Luke 
If they sound good, definitely a hit. Okay, Robbie. <laughs> I would say, but yeah, it, they'd be a hit. Um, yeah. Um, okay. All right. I'm, I, I will say advisedly if they've if they've got the uh, if they've got the the, the mounting options um, uh, sorted out and friendly, so you don't have to do the work to find this stuff. You know, then uh, then absolutely because I think that's all. Monitor manufacturers should just make that just as easy as sticking your monitors on a on a stand um but yeah hit last one okay and time is getting away from us so we really need to really need to get through this one but liquid sonics um uh and reverb foundry there's been this uh coming together of those two brands and uh, tai chi which is an interesting reverb um luke you're familiar with this because uh, you did uh, you did like a test for us um um just it very quickly um uh what what is it and what's what's different about it from the reverb yeah, so um, it's they describe it as an ensemble reverb, but I suppose for most people who've used uh, Liquid Sonics products before, they'll be familiar with that. You know, the expensive sounding complex tails that these reverbs can produce. But this one's kind of different because it's algorithmic, um, so it's a bit of a departure from the Liquid Sonics thing. But um, you also get lots of control in the time domain as well. Uh, but it, it's it's a it's a fantastic plugin. It does sound good, and yeah, I I had some fun with it when I took it for a spin, and yeah, it's I, I, all I can say is try it. Okay, excellent. Um, uh, Robbie, did you did you did you get it? <laughs> I haven't got it yet. I didn't mean get it like that. I mean I mean yeah. get understood it. Get but, it. Sorry, yeah, not, I, I not do. Quite and, the fact, it. <laughs> and the fact that it's. Um, I think it's also got the modulation stuff going on with it as well. That's right. Which again, which just gives the the reverb some you know, that character and and you know, which a lot of them do sort of a very basic thing, but having that modulation ability as well, just to give it some you know, sort of almost a bit like the old lexicon type stuff. Uh, I think it's you know I think it's very good with the dynamic in terms of compression and the ducking as well that it's got in there. Yeah, um, yeah. The the dynamic section is excellent, Robbie. That was the thing that got me. So yeah, I think I'd say I'm, it's one that's on the list. You know, it, the next thing to, to look at mm. um, for me to check out. So I, do, I mean, yeah, yeah, reverb. It's just reverb is is a bit of a joy, isn't it? Just kind of like you, I could I could sit and listen to uh, really really nice sounding reverb all day. To be honest, so. yeah. When you get a good one, that's that's it. It's mm. uh, okay. I'm going to use too much of this now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Watch me straight back to this. Anyway, um, so hits and misses. I, and this is going to be this is going to be hits all round, isn't it? Yeah, from me a hit. Okay, Robbie. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah. same. Here. I haven't even tried it, but I tell you what, I don't even need to just because, especially with the people who are on the uh, on the review panel, um, who who aren't pushovers, and and if they if they don't like something, they'll say so, and and they were both like, yeah, totally straight in there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. Of course it will. Um, that's kind of wrapping that stuff up. We should move on to find of the week because we really have been talking too much. So let's go on to find of the week. RSPE Audio Solutions design, sell, and install professional audio and video equipment. Their team are available by phone, live chat, or email to receive and process orders. They have everything you need to build or upgrade your home studio to ensure you can continue to work from home. If there is anything they can do to help, reach out or shop online at rspeaudio.com. Okay, so uh, find of the week. Luke, what's your find of the week? Well, uh, late the party on this one, uh, Eventide Fission. So it's their structural split plugin. So 
I'm fairly sure that this is the one that spurned Split EQ, um, maybe with similar tech, but I've, I've just been playing around with that this week and I really like it. Initially, I thought, oh, this is a gimmick. You know, it's a toy. I, I don't need to. I don't need this. But once you actually get in there, you can do some pretty surgical stuff. So, you know, playing around with the sustain on drums, it's it's a bit like putting, you know, moon gel on a snare drum after you've recorded it. Mm. Um, but you can also do other cool stuff, like apply effects to the transient portion or to the tonal portion and adjust the balance. It's actually quite a powerful tool. I like it a lot. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Robbie, what about you? For me, it's uh, hardware. It's the Origin FX They've brought out a range called the Bass Rigs, and I've got the 65 Black Panel, uh, which is based on the old sort of Fender Bassman and the Tweed, and it's a fantastic box, um, all analog, and uh, I, you know, just getting a bass into that, you can get the sort of old dirty sounds. You can also get the really clean, um, but just a great tool to have in the studio, you know, for getting sounds directly in. I, I, in fact, I think the, the latest session I did, I've cost the bass player about 400 quid. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those. Because, he, he, uh, yeah, he's, he played, he got his sound up, and he went, I need to get one of these. Yeah. So I love it when that happens. It's hilarious. <laughs> you can see the face kind of light up, and at the same time the realisation of... This is going to be expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is why um, what I say to people about um, about Trinovs is uh, I'm going to get a demo of a Trinov. I said, well, make sure you can afford it before you have one because you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. That was like me with the Nord. I think people thought that I was maybe a Nord salesman for a while, but it's like no, just try this, but be aware that you need to have the money in the bank. To yeah, no, you. you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, um, cool. Uh, mine is uh, mine's a, a pair of Adam A4Vs, the new A series ah. with the. DSP stuff. Um, uh, they've arrived. There was a bit of an issue because I got one the other day, and um, the courier only dropped off one of the pair. But uh, right. but the nice man came back, <laughs> so I now got both of them, and they're the tiny ones, which I, I I specifically asked for. I mean, they were saying, you know, which which ones do you want to check out? And while I could have gone for something bigger and more impressive, I wanted to check out the little one, just because I think it's the most important because of what I was saying about immersive. And uh, and you know and uh, you know I've run them up. I uh, I can't do every, I can't do everything with them because the software to do the SonarWorks integration stuff isn't isn't out yet. It's coming out in September apparently. Uh, but there's still back panel controls and uh, you can just run them. But basically, just listening to them, little four inch bass driver crossing over to a uh, crossing over to an art tweeter at three k uh, ported thing gives gives up the ghost at fifty hertz, but. Everything it, it's it's about what it what it does do rather than what it doesn't, and yeah, totally they're really good. I'm very I heard, very. I heard impressed. a pair, yeah, I heard a pair. Um, just up at Confetti, mm. um, Adam did an event, and I was very impressed. And they also um, they got a pretty good response or reception from everyone in the room. Uh, nice yeah. little boxes, and they have DSP as well, don't they? They do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying is they've got DSP and that's probably doing stuff. This probably doing the crossover. You know, I mean, I don't know, but there's certainly there's some back panel controls for, you know, rough and ready tweaks, which is great because if you build in DSP correction that you need to do a measurement with and blah, 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 a load of people just aren't going to do it. But um, it also you can or will be able to do it 
properly, if you like. And I'm a SonarWorks user at the moment in software, but you know, uh, speaker correction belongs in speakers, ideally. And this is really absolutely. Nice to see. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, all right, so we we shouldn't stick around though because uh, we've we've run quite long. That's all we've got time for this week. But thank you to my guests, Luke and Robbie. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Production Expert Podcast. <laughs>